She woke from two hours of not quite sleep, the fitful dozing that was often the closest she got to rest, with a momentary pause. It lasted less than a second, the most fleeting delay before she realized that the sense of a great, grave weight sunk onto her chest was not the product of a dream that would slip away, but of memory. She had remembered what had happened in the night, and her spirit sank with the recognition that it was no illusion or confusion, but real. Abigail was dead. She had not been able to save her. She had refused Jeff Howe's offer to sleep on her couch, which meant she had to drive herself to Quincy's house in Brentwood. The long downhill ride along Huntley Avenue, the twists and turns, made her nauseous, though she suspected that had less to do with the winding road, which was, in fact, remarkably free of the potholes that were standard in all but the richest and usually expat Chinese neighborhoods of Los Angeles, and more to do with sickening anticipation of the duty that faced her. The dashboard clock told her it was just before seven. Quincy would be up now, getting the kids ready for school. She walked around the single BMW, in SUV, in the driveway. That meant Mark was already at the office, some role in finance she struggled, or rather had not bothered, to understand. The dawn start was becoming rarer in L.A. these days. Most began work later and carried on into the evening so they could be on Beijing time. But it was a relief. She would need to be alone with Quincy. She pressed the doorbell once and waited. She could hear her nephew's squabbling, then her sister's voice, Juanita, will you get that? The live-in maid. Maddie had forgotten about that. It still surprised her, the notion of anyone in her family being able to afford staff. When they grew up under the same roof, they could afford nothing. The door opened to reveal Juanita's pursed lips. Suddenly, and for the first time, Maddie thought of what she looked like, sleepless and in stained jeans with a sweater holed below the armpit. Was the Mexican Catholic maid judging her appearance, or would she have got that look of disapproval no matter how she was dressed, thanks to a sustained campaign of propaganda from her employer? Hello, Juanita, she managed, stepping inside. Is Quincy around? We're in here, her sister called out, her voice full of capable good cheer, the mom busy with her brood. Maddie thought of asking Juanita to call Quincy out so they could speak alone, but thought better of it. So, bracing herself, she entered the kitchen that was as big as her entire apartment, large enough for the boys to be throwing a softball to each other in one area, their play barely disturbing their sister as she sat eating cereal at the breakfast bar. Quincy was stationed at what she called the island, making waffles. Hi, Aunt Maddie, said the younger of the two boys, raising a mitt in greeting. His child's smile stabbed at her heart. He was not much older than Abigail in the photograph. Quincy looked up from the stove. What happened to you? You look awful. Maddie moved over to her sister, dropping her voice. We need to talk. I know, Quincy said, pulling at a wide drawer which noiselessly slid out to offer a vast range of cutlery. That's why I've been calling you. You know Mom has an appointment today, don't you, at Cedar sinai Mark arranged it with a specialist, he knows. The thing is, I can't take her, and it's very much your turn, isn't it? Why don't you put these on the table? 
It's so nice to see you. The kids haven't seen you for ages. She handed her three plates and a small jug of maple syrup. Maddie took them and put them straight down. Quincy, it's not that. It's something terrible. We have to talk away from here. Into the vast living room, the silent black of the enormous TV screen that filled one wall, reflecting them as they faced one another. Quincy's brow was furrowed into a frown that said, What have you done now? It's Abigail. The police called me in the middle of the night. She was found. They found her. She's dead, Quincy. What? Don't make me say it again.